totally natural thing and it, it's like very, very healthy. Day and welcome. This is the Hunting Republic podcast. The podcast where we discuss all things hunting and outdoors. So if you love hunting, camping, fishing, hiking, bushwalking, full driving, or just being in the outdoors, then we reckon you've come to the right place. My name is Luke. I will be your host and I can't wait to have you along for the journey. So please enjoy this edition of the Hunting Republic podcast. G'day team and welcome to the fourth episode of the Hunting Republic podcast. Today we sit down and we have a yarn with Scott and Jamie from Urban to Outland. If you aren't familiar with the lads then uh, jump on over to their YouTube channel, check them out and um, have a watch. I've known Scott and Jamie for a considerable amount of time and we've really been looking forward to sitting down, having a good yarn and recording this podcast for you guys. So we hope you uh, enjoy uh, the first part of what will be a two-part episode of edition four, episode four of the Hunting Republic podcast. Um, welcome to the fourth episode of the Hunting Republic podcast. Um, today's been a bit of a bit of a rigmarole in the uh, getting together, the lining up of all of the moons of Saturn and Venus and Mars, um, <laughs> and, and and everything else that's going on. But uh, finally, I've I've been able to sit down and uh, get a face to face with uh, Scott and uh, and Jamie from Urban to Outland. So, welcome to the podcast, boys, and uh, thanks for making the time. Thanks for having us. No worries. Thanks for having us. Yeah, been, hopefully it'll be good. Certainly will. I'm pretty sure we'll talk enough shit to keep people entertained or at least amused. <laughs> That's it. I'm sure. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's been been a bit of a while trying to organise and, and line up dates and times and everything. And uh, uh, so finally, it's it's really good to actually be able to to sit down and have a yarn. Um, we we did try there like last week or the week before, or whatever it was, and um technical uh issues uh were a bit of a, a drama for us but um well, we got also- to look at each other for two hours on camera and, <laughs> and, and actually record nothing <laughs> wave, wave and make hand gestures because audio and video and stuff wasn't working properly yeah, and, yeah. and recording wasn't working but yeah yeah we think we've got something working today so um yeah think, it should be should be good so fingers crossed. crossed let's forge on so you know there's um there's the two of you boys there so we'll, we'll take in turns and we'll, and we'll start with start with you scott so um okay Tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, a little bit about your, your background in hunting and, and whatever else you feel like sharing. Um, uh, well, I'm 45. I, um, I've been hunting pretty much all my life now, um, well, for as long as I can remember. Dad Dad used to do a lot of pro shooting um, back in the day, more rifle. Um, never sort of got into the archery side of things until later in life. But his dad was also a shooter as well, so they yeah, did hunting. They used to hunt all the time. It was either hunting or camping just being out in the outdoors so i suppose that's where i've just it's just in my blood basically just grew up with it um and it wasn't until probably 14 or 15 or so i reckon that um yeah got into archery we saw it at a, a local one of those local fates sort of thing you go and you know try yep. a recurve and shoot into a hay bale or something like that yep um yeah so we we're both enjoying that well yeah had a few shots sort of thing and i was like oh this is something i might want to do so dad's like, oh, if you want to do it, we'll do it properly. You know, join a club, learn how to do it properly, and then it's something we can both do. And then it just took off from there. It's so awesome. probably, yeah, 30-odd years, I reckon, been bow hunting. But, yeah, the actual hunting and outdoors is just, yeah, forever. Yeah, fantastic. And what about you, Jamie? Um, 41. Um, probably probably been hunting for, what, 13 or 14 years? Well, bow hunting, that is. Um, originally from Northern Territory, Darwin, so... Grew up in the outdoors there, majority doing fishing and stuff like that because that's what my dad was into. He was also a, uh, a pro shooter as well. We used to shoot, you know, um, out of a, a helicopter for pet meat and stuff like that back in the day. And um, yeah, he used to uh, shoot foxes and stuff growing up in a kid in, as a kid in South Wales. So 
pretty much um, didn't really do much hunting up there. It was all fishing, but moved to Victoria and it's all not fishing. It's all hunting <laughs> for me because yep. there's not as much fish, I don't think, to catch in Victoria as a well, similar fish as the Territory. So, um, but yeah, I've been bow hunting for, as I, as I said, about 12 years, I think. And um, Scott introduced me to that when we used to work together um, uh, in a four drive shop. And um, he convinced me to buy my first bow, which was a, a Hoyt Tricon XL. And I just said, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll grab this bow and, you know, fling some arrows with it. And it'd be pretty straightforward and pretty easy to get into. And next thing you know, I've spent thousands and thousands of dollars on all the gear. And, <laughs> um, and I've never looked back. It's been, it's been yeah, awesome. It's all Scott's fault. Yeah, pretty, is, much, yeah, pretty yeah, much. Yeah, blame me. Yeah. 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 I was going to say, what I love about that story, Jamie, or about that, that, that uh, unfolding of events is that you can never get in trouble with the missus. It's always Scott's fault. Well, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Problem is now, though, is we, we bounce off each other with getting different Shh, gear. No, we, won't, we won't tell her that. We won't tell her that. It's always Scott's fault. Yeah. It's, always, it's, it's like when I get in trouble for spending too much time on social media, particularly Facebook, I'm saying to my wife, well, 2007, you signed me up. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, yeah. my username and password and everything, you signed up. It's your fault. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> so, <laughs> and... um. And uh, for those listening at home, and, and and you don't have to, to say anything about uh, specifics about uh, if you don't want to, but you guys actually work together now. Yes. That, yeah, we were talking about that the other day, actually, saying, oh, I wonder if he asked what we do. And, <laughs> it's a bit of a hard um, question. That could be answer. another whole podcast altogether. Yes. We could do a whole, whole episode on just that. Yeah. A lot but, of people um, would be interested to hear some of the stories we've got with what we do. Yeah. I mean, it's no, no secret. It's not top secret, but, yeah, we transport prisoners. Um all over the state of Victoria. Yep. Yeah. And, you know, you guys, um, I guess a little bit like like myself with the boys at the station, you, you sort of, you get joined at the hip a fair bit and you, you're a pretty close team working in, um, you know, in some instances, I suppose, a bit of a, a, bit of a, a pressurised environment. Right, did you want to answer that one? <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it can be. You get, you get some really good be. training. Um, majority of it is... It's pretty safe, you know, in what, mm -hmm. in what we do. Um, we, we do interact a lot more with with prisoners and stuff like that than what people realise. But with the proper yep. training, you're pretty safe. And, and where you go, um, everyone's very professional at what they do. And you, you don't usually have issues. But, you know, nine times out of ten, you're fine. But there is... Uh, you're, yep. you're okay but the one time sometimes it's you know can get out of hand and things like that but you just get ready for it and the good thing sure. about you know scott and i we work together and um pretty much all the time and we also hunt together so we know how each other thinks so if, if yep. something is going to go down then it just takes you know one sort of look at scott or he exactly. looks at me a weird way to say hey watch out and you know you know you got each other's back and it just works mm. it just works well it's a good dynamic Yep, hundred percent. Know exactly what you mean. Yeah, that's awesome. And and how long you've been doing that that uh, job together? You both and everything else that's carrying on. But uh, finally, I've I've been able to sit down and uh, get a face to face with uh, Scott and uh, and Jamie from Urban to Outland. So, welcome to the podcast, boys, and uh, thanks for making the time. Thanks for having us. No worries. Thanks for having us. Yeah, it's been hopefully it'll be good. Certainly will. I'm pretty sure we'll talk enough shit to keep people entertained or at least amused. <laughs> That's it. I'm sure. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's been it's been a bit of a while trying to organise and, and line up dates and times and everything. And uh, uh, so finally, it's it's really good to actually be able to, to sit down and have a yarn. Um, we, we did try there like last week or the week before or whatever it was and um, technical uh, issues uh, were a bit of a, a drama for us. But um, well, we got also, to look at each other for two hours on camera and... <laughs> Yeah, and actually record nothing. <laughs> wave, wave and make hand gestures because audio and video and stuff wasn't working properly yeah, and, yeah. and recording wasn't working. But, yeah, yeah, we think we've got something working today. So, um, yeah, it should be, should be good. Fingers, so, fingers crossed. crossed. Let's forge on. So, you know, there's um, there's the two of you boys there. So we'll, we'll take in turns and we'll, and we'll start with start with you, Scott. So um, okay. tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, a little bit about your, your background in hunting and, and whatever else you feel like sharing. Um. Uh, well, I'm 45. I, um, I've been hunting pretty much all my life now, um, well, for as long as I can remember. Dad Dad used to do a lot of pro shooting um, back in the day, more rifle. Um, never sort of got into the archery side of things until later in life. But his dad was also a shooter as well, so they yeah, did hunting. They used to hunt all the time. It was either hunting or camping, just being out in the outdoors. So I suppose that's where I've just – it's just in my blood, basically. Just grew up with it. Um and it wasn't until probably 
14 or 15 or so, I reckon, that, um, yeah, got into archery. We saw it at a, a local, one of those local fates sort of thing. You go and, you know, try yep. a recurve and shoot into a hay bale or something like that. Yep. Um, yeah, so we we're both enjoying that. Well, yeah, had a few shots sort of thing, and I was like, oh, this is something I might want to do. So Dad's like, oh, if you want to do it, we'll do it properly. You know, join a club, learn how to do it properly, and then it's something we can both do. And then it just took off from there. It's so awesome. probably, yeah, 30-odd years, I reckon, been bow hunting. But, yeah, the actual hunting and outdoors is just, yeah, forever. Yeah, fantastic. And what about you, Jamie? Um, 41. Um, probably probably been hunting for, what, 13 or 14 years? Well, bow hunting, that is. Um, originally from Northern Territory, Darwin, so... Grew up in the outdoors there, majority doing fishing and stuff like that because that's what my dad was into. He was also a, uh, a pro shooter as well. We used to shoot, you know, um, out of a, a helicopter for pet meat and stuff like that back in the day. And um, yeah, he used to uh, shoot foxes and stuff growing up uh, in a kid in, as a kid in South Wales. So pretty much um, didn't really do much hunting up there. It was all fishing, but moved to Victoria and it's all not fishing. It's all hunting <laughs> for me because yep. there's not as much fish, I don't think, to catch in Victoria as a well, similar fish as the territory. So, um, but yeah, I've been bow hunting for, as I, as I said, about 12 years, I think. And um, Scott introduced me to that when we used to work together um, uh, in a four drive shop. And um, he convinced me to buy my first bow, which was a, a Hoyt Tricon XL. And I just said, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll grab this bow and, you know, fling some arrows with it. And it'd be pretty straightforward and pretty easy to get into. And next thing you know, I've spent thousands and thousands of dollars on all the gear. And, <laughs> um, and I've never looked back. It's been, it's been yeah, awesome. It's all Scott's fault. Yeah, pretty, is, much, yeah, pretty yeah, much. Yeah, blame me. Yeah. 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 I was going to say, what I love about that story, Jamie, or about that, that, that uh, unfolding of events is that you can never get in trouble with the missus. It's always Scott's fault. Well, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> the problem is now, though, is we, we bounce off each other with getting different Shh, gear. No, we won't, we won't tell her that. We won't tell her that. It's always Scott's fault. Yeah. It's, always, it's, it's like when I get in trouble for spending too much time on social media, particularly Facebook, I'm saying to my wife, well, 2007, you signed me up. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, yeah. my username and password and everything, you signed up. It's your fault. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> so, <laughs> and... um. And uh, for those listening at home, and, and, and you don't have to, to say anything about uh, specifics about uh, if you don't want to, but you guys actually work together now. Yes. That, yeah, we were talking about that the other day, actually, saying, oh, I wonder if he asked what we do. And, <laughs> it's a bit of a hard um, question. That could be answer. another whole podcast altogether. Yes. We could do a whole, whole episode on just that. Yeah. A lot but, of people um, would be interested to hear some of the stories we've got with what we do. Yeah. I mean, it's no, no secret. It's not top secret, but, yeah, we transport prisoners. Um all over the state of Victoria. Yep. Yeah. And, you know, you guys, um, I guess a little bit like like myself with the boys at the station, you, you sort of you get joined at the hip a fair bit and you, you're a pretty close team working in, um, <clears throat> you know, in some instances, I suppose, a bit of a, a, bit of a, a pressurised environment. Yeah. Did you want to answer that one? <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it can be. You get, you get some really good training. Um, majority of it is... It's pretty safe, you know, in what, mm -hmm. in what we do. Um, we, we do interact a lot more with with prisoners and stuff like that than what people realise. But with the proper yep. training, you're pretty safe. And, and where you go, um, everyone's very professional at what they do. And you, you don't usually have issues. But, you know, nine times out of ten, you're fine. But there is, uh, you're, yep. you're okay. But the one time, sometimes it's, you know, can get out of hand and things like that. But you just get ready for it. And the good thing sure. about, you know, Scott and I, we work together and... Um, pretty much all the time and we also hunt together so we know how each other thinks so if, if yep. something is going to go down then it just takes you know one sort of look at scott or he exactly. looks at me a weird way to say hey watch out and you know you know you've got each other's back and it just works mm. it just works well it's a good dynamic yep 100 percent. know exactly what you mean yeah, yeah that's awesome and and how long you've been doing that that uh job together did you both sort of start at the same time or how did that had that pan out uh well, well i mean we originally come from the forward drive industry we used yep. to work in um, different um, retail shops, basically. Jamie was for ARB and I was working for an independent store that sold, you know, various <clears throat> different four-wheel drive accessories and, and so forth. We had the workshop out the back. Um, so, I mean, previous to this, I'd done that for about eight years or so. Yeah, well. And the, um, the business that I was with, it was sort of, I don't know, it was getting a bit stale for me anyway and too much pressure. So where Jamie was working at ARB, I'd only spoken to Jamie over the phone, you know, just, oh, mm. have you got a winch I can buy or do you want some roof racks? We used to buy and sell stuff to each other a bit here yep. and there. 
Um, yeah, and then there was an opening and come up where he worked, so I, I jumped on board with them, and I was with ARB for two years. Um, and I just got burnt out on like ten years in that industry. Just it just was too much. Yeah. Yep. Um, just the sales pressures and mm-hmm. trying to meet demands, and it was just yeah, it's just too too much. The telephone so, constantly yeah. ringing off the hook, just flat out. <laughs> Does your no, head? No, the in. phone was permanently glued to the side of your ear sometimes, and you just yeah, you just go home and you're just like, what the hell happened today? It was just a nightmare. <laughs> so. Um, yeah, I sort of got onto this this job um, through the father-in-law, which well, that's sort of another side story anyway. But yep. um, yeah, got onto this job and thought, oh, what the hell? It's way out of my comfort zone. Nothing I've ever done before. Hadn't even thought of this as an actual job sort of thing. So yeah, jumped on board. So I've been doing that for ten years now. And then um, I kept going because when I originally started, we used to have like pretty much an RDO every week or every fortnight or something like that. And mm. I just pop in and say good day to Jamie, and he's like. Yeah. What do you got another day off? Yeah, I'm like, yeah, man, this is this is the greatest thing since sliced bread. Like, oh, Ed is kicking back and doing this and doing that. He's like, oh man, how do I get on board? So yeah, sort of in a couple of years' time, there was another course run, and yep. I sort of yeah, put in a good word, and Jamie's like, hey, bugger, I'm going to apply, and here we are. Yeah, eight years I've been there now. <clears throat> and then they, and then he turned up, and they're like, you vouch for this bloke? You <laughs> yeah, 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 that's it. Yeah, off. that's it. Exactly right. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. if you don't mind me asking, is is it private industry or is it government based? That's we work for a private company, yeah. Okay. Um, but we're contracted to Victoria Police and um, sure. Corrections Victoria as well. So yeah, it's just a private company. Yeah, cool. And how does the um, swinging it back around to the hunting side of things? How do the RDAs work these days? Are they, are they any better or any worse? We don't get as many as we used to because they did change <laughs> no. the roster during, during COVID. Oh, it really no. threw a spanner in the works in what what we could do and what we couldn't. You know, where we could could travel to and stuff like that but um mm-hmm. we were still doing our job as per normal but the shifts were just all over the place so when they ended up changing the roster with less rdos you know and um we used to actually get four day long weekends pretty much you know sort of all the time and we used to plan weekends away and stuff like that yeah but when that all changed it was maybe what one one rdo every six weeks or something now it's I'm yes. crazy like that so yeah. we don't get to get uh, go out as much as we used to which kind of sucks but you know it is what it is yep. you just got to make it work as best as you can and, and like we're fortunate today at three o'clock in the afternoon on a wednesday yep. you've obviously got an rdo yes that's it <laughs> yeah, well, that's it <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah and it's it's lined up well with my long service leave and and heading out of the country tomorrow so we're making this happen before yes. i go Half your lane. finally finally <laughs> yeah, yeah that's it so um <clears throat> you obviously uh, you got into the hunting. Was that during your ARB sort of full drive time, or was that during working together in this job? Um, no, we, we were hunting before this job as well. Like as I said, like Scott w- was working where he was um, in yep. the other full drive shop, and I was always yep. talking about fishing and stuff. And yep. Scott wasn't really interested in fishing, <laughs> you know, because he's not really much of a fisherman and stuff. But he, and not then so ca- catching's better, isn't it, Scotty? Don't get oh, fishing, that's get it. Yeah, catch, yeah, that's catch it. Yeah. some deers. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, yeah, so when he came across to us, you know, he was just like, oh, this hunting, you know, stuff. And I, I knew a bit about it. And then, yeah. Um, yeah, pretty much it was just like, oh, you should try this. And he was showing me pictures of when he went, you know, hunting in Africa and all sorts of stuff. And I was just, yeah. you know, that was, that's the life for me, really. It was just something inside me. It was just like, this seems to be better than fishing. I mean, I'd done a lot of it, uh, like fishing and, and a little bit of hunting, but not much. But I think this was the key, you know, for me to start. And, um, yeah. yeah, and, and ever since then, it's just been like, you know, we're going to go hunting. Yep. No worries. And I used to bounce off Scott and Scott's dad for information on, you know, bow hunting and stuff. And, and yeah, they pretty much just guided me through, you know, Warren from Oz Bow Press. He's, he's been a, a massive help. He's like a mad scientist and the knower of all knowledge <laughs> as far as technical stuff goes, you know, and, um, yeah, with their, their guidance, it just pushed me in the right direction and, and off I go. And I, and I still hunt with guns probably more so nowadays because I've got a sore shoulder, it. when that gets better it's going to be back on the bow for sure yep and um you guys being being blessed blessed mexicans south of the border you, you get to access a lot of uh, public land for hunting um is that the majority of your hunting on public lands or do you, you um you have much private property access as well uh, yeah majority of it is um yeah public land to be honest, I mean, a few, plenty of times we're like, oh man, I wish we had private property access because yeah. you know public land is just, just shit basically a lot of the time, um, unless you can find those sort of little honey holes and it takes you you know months and months and months to mm. to find one and then you get four wheel drivers or horseback riders or motorbike riders tear us and through and it it makes it pretty difficult. Um, 
but we are lucky, I guess, in the sense because you guys, you can only hunt on private property, can't you, up your way? Yeah, that's it. So, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, a lot of the property we do, we do have a lot of state forest access um, down here, so you can only hunt in state forest, yep. which they are, the government is tightening that and restricting it more and more, turning it into, you know, reclassifying it into national park areas and so forth, so nobody oh, so can you, get access. So you can't hunt it. national park? I thought you could in Victoria. Okay. No, no, no. Oh, you you can hunt. Um, is it national oh, park country, in the high country for salmon? Alpine National Park, yeah. Yes, yeah, oh, certain, right. national yeah, park, certain yeah. times of the year, yes. That's yeah. probably the only one that you can hunt in. But even um, but even yeah. then, you can't hunt um, pest animals. It's just salmon. Uh, oh, no, game, no, game, game species, yeah, game species, yeah. yeah. Which is crazy because you know you come across a mob of pigs or something like that in the high country, and you're technically not allowed to shoot them, but they're a feral game animal. It's a feral species, so it's a bit strange. Not, not surprising though that it's something like that crop up, crop up, and it's um, a stupid rule or a dumb law. <laughs> oh, exactly. Yep. Yep. But yeah, majority of it is um, yeah public land. Um, we've managed to we did put a lot of time and effort into to find an, um, yeah sort of a good good little honey spot, I suppose, for, for fallow deer. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, sort of a few hours drive from where we are in Geelong. Yep. But yep. Um, we have gained just recently. We have gained some access to private property, which has been good. Um, and that's just that's for fallow deer mainly. There's foxes and so forth on their properties, but um, there's like a group of three or four properties that are sort of all side by side. Um, and yeah, some of the deer are getting in and causing dramas for the you know for the property owners, damaging fences and yep. eating up gardens and so forth. So they want to try and get rid of some. And that's why a couple of our last videos have just been um, in that area, just with the rifles, because it's purely more of a you know. A eradication sort of a, a process for them they're, they're, yeah. bre- they're breeding up so much in the area that it's um it's not too far away from a, a bit of a tourist drive as well and you're getting dangerously close to cars you know at night mm. like probably mm. there, there's so many kangaroos down there as well but it's you know not as many deer but the, the deer are just all over the road and stuff like that at night so that was yep. one of the things that they they were big on um telling us was saying that oh you know nearly hit a deer this morning and so on and so forth so it's as much as it sounds like, oh, you know, it's just pest allocation off, you know, just for their gardens and that. It's there is a greater sort of, you know, purpose as well, which is you know trying to get rid of some of them, you know, to make the roads safer in that area because no one is doing anything about it in that area. Like as far as trying to, you know, get rid of them, control the, yeah, the right. population in the area. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, it, I guess it's the it's the perfect uh, storm where you you have a uh, the opportunity to help with genuinely help rather mm-hmm. than just oh you know hunters are helping with pest control you're genuinely yep. helping and yep. and a you get to hunt and b you get you get meat so that's yep. that's a win-win for you guys well that's it? the bonus for us exactly right yeah nothing ever goes to waste that's for sure and is the the, the property owner down there like they're they're keen on on the bit of meat do you share that with them or they're not interested or what's their disposition to that uh look a couple of them aren't interested at all we did offer it um as you do i mean just getting access you try and do all the right things oh, and for sure oh shit yeah. if we get something do you want some meat in it oh no no you can have that no i don't want to touch it um, yeah, right. whereas one of the other blokes yeah he's keen on so we gave him i think she gave him a few kilo of meat some various different cuts and mints and so forth and um sausages and that not long ago so i think he was yep. gonna have a bit of a, a feast cook up yeah just the other week i think yeah nice so um before we move on to uh you mentioned your, your videos and your recordings and stuff um let's let's roll the roll the clock back scotty what was your first kill mate uh my first kill was a rabbit at 30 meters in the spotlight rabbit and so that's when you're a young tacker younger tacker with the rifle no, no, that, oh, my first kill. Oh, sorry, that was with my bow. Sorry, that was my first kill. No, that's all right, kill. that's all right, yeah. Um, my first, uh, yeah, it would have been a rabbit. I don't think I ever shot anything else other than rabbits with the rifle when we used to go out with Dad. Um, I mean, yeah, he used to do, used to do a lot of professional shooting for roos and um, goats and so forth up North New South Wales, but I think it was probably a rabbit. Um, that's all I'd really hunted, to be honest. Yeah, probably rabbit. Yep, so kill. with the bow and with the gun. And yeah. how old were you for each of those, you reckon? Oh, I couldn't tell you with the rifle. Um, I would have, uh, at a guess, maybe, I don't know, eight or nine or something like that, ten yeah, nice. with the rifle maybe. Or, I mean, as I said, I sort of grew up yeah, with it yeah. all, so I, I, I would have been around yeah. then and I was probably 15 or something like that, 15 or 16 maybe with the bow. Yep. yep. Yeah. And what about you, Jamie? Uh, first, <coughs> first bow kill was a goat. That's actually on video. Um, one of our first early, early videos on YouTube. It was a goat, 
and yep. uh, that yeah, with the bow, and then um, first rifle kill I think was a rabbit with a twenty two. Um, mm-hmm. I think that was yeah. Um, I don't, I don't know. R- rifle hunting for me is it's it's uh, not as memorable as bow hunting. <laughs> so I can't remember. I'm pretty sure it was either it was either a, a rabbit or um, no. Nah, what do, I'm going to say a rabbit. I can't remember. I think it was a rabbit. <laughs> yeah. 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 Nice. And you um what about like was was your now you have to forgive me give me because i obviously haven't seen this episode but was your first goat kill there jamie was it with scotty uh, with with the video and, and yeah. recording in that regard or? yeah yeah it was back in the early days of our sort of channel before we had good camera gear so we're using the older sort of stuff i mean it was wasn't bad but it it's um it was it was good for back you know back in the day, but it was we were at uh, near Tamworth uh, up there and we went on a week long trip. There was a, a group of us. Um, I think the video is called um, is it Hunting the Great Dividing Range or something like that. And mm-hmm, um, that's right. Yeah, that was actually a, a, I'd probably I'd got into bow hunting and then this was my first serious trip away and you know like you know hunting with the boys and going after some actual decent decent game animals and stuff like that and the property had. Um, pigs, deer, goats, it had, you know, rabbits, it had, you know, all sorts of stuff, foxes, yeah. you know, pretty much yep. just go for it. And, um, yeah, so that was, <coughs> that was the first, the first thing I shot. It's on, it's on a video. It's just, just like a smaller white, um, billy goat and, um, and yeah, and it was, well, I think it was about 30 meters I took the shot and I was using the Hoyt Tricon with a two blade tusk, I think it was, tusk broadhead. Um, yeah, and. It was a pretty, pretty, actually, no, the, the first, the shot was a pass-through, and I lost the arrow, and it hit a log behind it, and took off into the distance that I never saw the arrow again, so, um, yeah, right. you know, as, as yep. you do, but, you know, you remember those little finer, finer details, but, um, yeah. yeah, and that was, it's on there, but I actually had a pretty good trip that, that week, I got two goats, a pig, uh, and, and a fallow doe, my first fallow deer as oh, well, fantastic. so that's all on there, and, um, yeah, that was, was awesome. That's unreal for for a first like you know a trip chasing larger game and I mean Tamworth's a pretty golden area for for mm-hmm. variation too, isn't it? Yeah, mm. yep. Yeah, certainly certainly for your fellow deers, a lot of a lot of guys go there when the when the the bucks are, uh, are croaking for fallow every year yep. around the Tamworth area. Was actually the, the um, video the video itself it shows a, a bit of deer sort of uh, activity, you know that that we saw. We tried this is our first time rattling as well. We took you know the, the antlers down and we we'd seen other people yep. you know hunting you know deer using you know rattles and calls and things like that. And <laughs> it's actually mm. part of it where <laughs> I was so green that and this is actually before I shot my goat as well that we actually rattled one in and I was standing next to a tree. And probably thirty meters in front of Scott, and he was behind another shrub, and we saw this buck running down a hill. He was actually, you know, just smashing up a tree in the distance, and we thought, oh, we'll give it a rattle, and we'll see what happens. And here's me being a hero. I'm like, oh, I'll go stand over here, and, you know, and you call it in, like rattle it in, and he did, and it came running into I think about eighteen meters, and I just got buck fever so much, my legs were shaking, I couldn't draw my bow back at all. I just looked like an <laughs> idiot standing in front of the tree for about twenty <laughs> seconds, and then it just had one look at me and was like, oh, something's wrong here, and then it just took off so and then i was just like well that was weird I, I didn't even know what that was you know buck fever at the time yeah we so. didn't even know what we were doing really though, then to be honest we we're like oh let's just try rattling these antlers we've together this, oh, shit, actually works. Works. let's give it a go yeah, yeah and that, it was that like, was like oh, shit, exactly. there it is what just happened it was like oh man why didn't i why didn't you shoot it jamie i'm like i don't know i couldn't draw my bow back my arms my <laughs> my legs just were shaking the arms just didn't work <laughs> so yeah Anyways, oh, that's fantastic! Yeah. And like, I mean, but but apart from the the buck fever as such, like you know, you'd you'd, you'd whacked your goat and that before, and the pigs. No, that was that was before any of that. So we went out, uh, you know, and yeah. then I was kind of like, um, yeah, that's what happened here. You know, it was it was funny because I got buck fever there and didn't have that shot, and then we had a, a chance to have a shot at some goats afterwards. <laughs> And I'm and again, sort of buck fever a bit. <laughs> Climbed up on a bit of a log to shoot downwards. Was it was a bit of a steep. It was in the bottom of a creek bed. It was, it was only yep. five meters below me or something. And yep. I shot down, but the arrow hit a log <laughs> and uh-huh. skimmed off the log, and it didn't get the animal. So there's a bit of a learning curve there to be you know to be had. <laughs> but then you know once you, you you learn from all that sort of stuff, and then ever since you know from then on, it was just you know you tend to think about the shots a bit more and you learn from it, and then um. 
yeah, I was getting some, you know, decent animals on the ground after that. So, But a lot of that is on that video as well. So if people did want to watch it, it's, it's, it's on there. It's one of our earlier ones. All right. So so it's, it's um, timely then to let's let's go straight to the chase. So tell us tell us about your YouTube channel, boys. You guess. Um, okay. I think I think it was a nod to you, Scotty. <laughs> yeah, that looked like it. Hey. Um, the YouTube channels. I mean, we we've been filming. I've been um, videoing some of my hunts and just you know outdoor adventures and stuff like that for for years, just for my own personal just enjoyment, I suppose, just to you know replay those memories and so forth and share them with the mates and that that go along with it, go along with your hunts and so forth. So it's not sort of new to me as such, but. Um, yeah, when Jamie and I started to obviously get together and hunt a lot more together, um, it was probably, how long's the YouTube channel's been going for? Maybe three or four years now, I suppose? I think a little bit longer uh, than that, because it was well before oh, maybe, COVID, so, yeah. Oh, maybe, say, be... five years or so, maybe? <clears throat> yeah, yep. But, um, yeah, no, we'd sort of always talked about it. We're like, well, other people do it. You know, we're, we're already videoing some of our hunts and just making up our own, you know, DVDs and slideshows and stuff at home, so yeah, nice, yeah. why not do it? So, yeah. Um, I think we were actually going for a big long country drive for work at one stage and because I think I've still got the notebook at home here floating around we're like just coming up with all these ideas just brainstorming what can we could be called you know what's good names that we can sort of come up with and yeah we just sort of settled eventually on urban to outland yep and it, it doesn't yeah, really have yeah. any meaning or significance or anything it was just kind of like <laughs> yeah. two words that mashed together and it was like oh that works <laughs> oh yeah, I, mean, I mean it does though too because you know you guys you guys live in, you know, you, like you should say, in the urban environment. We yeah. live in suburbia. And yeah. Where do you yeah. hunt? You know? Our passion um, is in yeah, the outdoors. So. Outdoors. And, and the there's two of us. That's why we've got the number two, I suppose. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, in the YouTube side of things, we're just a, well, not even a drop in the ocean, really, in comparison to some of the other big hunting mm. channels and that out there. But um, and we're just doing it. Just We, we just enjoy it. Yep. We just enjoy Absolutely. sharing our stories and and sharing the videos if people like it they like it if they don't they don't 100 percent. and like mate that's that's 100 percent what this, this podcast is about you know like it's it's a passion and and people who've listened along so far or, or heard me speak on other podcasts more recently that you know it's it's driven by your passion for the pastime and you know if if we want to you know we're engaging in something we derive a bit of uh, satisfaction and, and joy from and um, you know we can share you know like this conversation with other people and, and they feel like that um, if either kills 10 minutes or two hours in their day and, and maybe learn from it or get some some sort of uh, you know uh, entertainment out of it you know a bit of a laugh or a joke here and there or whatever then you know hey it's it's good shit right you know yeah, yeah that's it 100 percent and and yeah. and on top of all of that or you know you could say underpinning all of that or whatever way you want to you paint it you know the the voice for again for the pastime and having content out there that that um that illustrates everything that we're about in in the positive constructive light um and and people can you know point to or refer to as hopefully you know good examples of responsible people in the pastime when when you know we know that that quite often we're up against the wall with that sort of stuff sometimes yep yeah 100 percent. i mean yeah all our videos we try really hard to portray it in the the best possible light you know mm. just get the right angles and you know even your photos and stuff like that I've, you see it plenty of times still on facebook and that people posting up pictures they're proud of the animal that they've shot with a bow for instance but it's still got the arrow sticking out of it and we don't we don't want to condone that or or be seen yep. doing that it's just yep. ammo for the antis unfortunately so any of that even just you know cleaning up bits of blood off the skin or something like that before you pose it for a photo and it's just the little things like that can go a long way just respect for the animal i think that's what a lot 100%. of it comes down to as well Yep. I mean, that's it. You know, like if if you think about, um, I don't know, having a, a, a photo with your kids at the end of a family dinner or something where the cousins are about or whatever, you know, if, if your kid's got their face covered in chocolate sauce from dessert, you're going to wipe it off. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. You know, yeah. you're going to clean them up, yeah. you know, and, and realistically you think, well, I can pay half that respect to something's life that I've just taken and, and clean it up and make it look like it was represented in the, mm -hmm. in the, in the scrub and it's, I don't know, it's a bit over a kill of the term, but in all its glory, you know, be it a, a humble, you know, a yearling size animal for meat or a, or a you know, massive buck or stag in, in trophy, you know, seven by seven red or something like that, mm -hmm. you know, you sort of think the least I can do to respect 
it in what it was in its true form is to to clean it up and make it presentable you know yeah 100 um, yeah that's good and I, and I love the way you guys do do that in your videos and, and everything and the commentary that comes along with it i yeah. really and i've got to like say for one of your most recent ones jamie when you you took the kids out yeah um that was fantastic i really really enjoyed that that episode that video right? it was it was, was really good. was that the one where like the last video one of the last videos that we did where it was the fellow was it the fellow one or yeah yep okay. you got yeah was it the two or you yeah uh, no no was that with your dad but yeah, i think it was one was your your daughter's first time out yeah no like that? that was my daughter's second time out and then my son's first yeah that was uh, that time yeah there. Uh, that shot wasn't it wasn't the best shot so i didn't i mean i liked it because it was a good little adventure but it wasn't my best shot that i'd taken because it was a little bit of a a gut shot and i had to sort of follow it up but i mean that happens in yeah. hunting as well and that's part of the, that's, the education yeah, process um yeah. but with this, the, these properties that we've been getting on, I'm using this property as a, a perfect sort of safe environment to teach the kids as much as I possibly can, you know, to do with, you know, wind direction and tracking and sound and, and things like that. You know, and it's working, yep. it's working perfectly in a, in a, in a safe environment because there's no, no other hunters in the area that can take random shots, you know, things like that, to, that might be, you know, dangerous to the kids as well. So, but yeah, they, they're loving it. And I'm, I'm just, whenever I try to go and, and I get a chance to take them, I'll take them as well. So mm. my, my daughter's more of a, well, she's older than my son anyway, but um, she's more into hunting than him at the moment, you know, and she's got her own PSC bow and she gets in the backyard and she practices and practices as well you know she's been going um hunting with me since she's what five or six or something yeah so it's not nothing new to her as far as you know um hunting and seeing you know the gutting an animal and things like that so but my son's he, he sort of he's got his head switched on now he knows what's happening and you know and i deliberately let them um search the blood trail as well just to show them you know what it was like you know that's um, awesome just just to, and they got excited about it that's the most you know the most fun they had for, for a while it was like oh we love you know the blood trail and i'm thinking i don't like a blood trail <laughs> i just want to i want to see i just want to see the animal i don't want to be doing this but you know that's part of it so and they loved it and that's um, fantastic. i just think yeah. we needed to see more of it out there if we can put it out there Absolutely. you know in a good light and, and other people do the same you know um it doesn't have to be deer hunting it can just be anything outdoors really you don't even have to go hunting just tracking an animal if you see some fox prints on the ground somewhere or whatever just try and follow what up and just see what, what comes up with yeah yeah 100 uh, percent. i a <clears throat> couple of things fall out of the, the same sort of um uh, con uh conversation i suppose and one is I remembering and again for that uh, we haven't really touched on it yet but those people listening along um these these two lads have been involved in the bow hunting forums for many years so um we sort of go a, fa a fair way back with that side of stuff too and um i don't know uh scotty you could probably remember way back to the very early days where um alan kidner was posting on the forums a bit and i think he wrote up a story he's talking about his son now, his son is now, uh, you know, a, a grown man. He's actually in the army. And he, I think it was in the story, he basically said, you know, like to his young fella, I'll take you hunting when you can sit at the dining room table and your feet touch the floor. You know, you're sitting on the chair, you're, you know, back up straight, all that sort of stuff, you know, whatever. But that that's when I'll take you out to actually properly hunt. Yeah. Um, just as a, as a judge of sort of a coming of age, I suppose, or a, a maturity or a rite of passage type in a situation and, and i've always remembered that as a as a sort of an entry you know like that right of passage into coming out with dad or mum or whoever but just mm -hmm. that now is your time you know and it's just that that thing I've, that's always stuck with me for, for 20 plus years now okay. um but the other side of it too you know the, the giving the kids involvement not just not just tagging along you know and and you're saying that you know involving them in the blood trailing jamie i yep. think that's that's fantastic yep you know I remember when um, when they said that, oh, you know, I want to go and, you know, or, well, I want to go and look for the blood as well because I was in front of them, you know what I mean, to begin with, and I was like, shh, be quiet. It could be bedded under a tree over there. You know, I could see it where it was, yep. you know, the, most of the time. But, you know, just telling them, you know, no, don't just go charging in after the, the blood droplets or whatever. And um, yeah. they took really well to that, you know. And it's kind of like it was ingrained in, in their mind and in their brain just automatically how to, how to do it. <clears throat> yeah. 
they knew yep. that they were trying to creep up on something you know they didn't want to bump it or push it along or anything like that and and you know and they did they did really well and they bounced off each other and they talked about it and you know and eventually obviously we found the animal and in and where it was and took another shot and it was it you know and mm. and then then the little or what i call the little serial killers come out in them <laughs> because they're, <laughs> they're not scared of it do you know what i mean that they're like they're happy to carry out a leg or or a head or something like that you know originally they are a bit ooh yucky but then as soon yep. as they realize oh this is where meat comes from and this is how it all works and we all just work to get the job done and when it works so yeah and and i think that <clears> speaks <throat> to the 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 raw acceptance of kids to reality mm-hmm. you know and a whole lot of the time i think the bullshit that gets attached to um, uh, not only oh, stereotypes isn't the word I'm looking for, but just certain things in life. It comes from it comes from the hang-ups adults have, you know. Whereas kids yep. just look at it stuff they 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 assess it on face value. They they take people and friends on face value, you know, like the way you see young kids interacting in the playground or in the park or whatever. Like straight up, they mm-hmm. they don't have any hang-ups about who are you, where have you come from, whatever. They're just like, oh, cool. What's yeah. your name? My name's Billy. Cool. Yeah. Let's play, Billy. Yeah, you know, like, yeah, and, yeah. and that's just the way they go. And yeah. <clears throat> you know, like, it's just, it's just that acceptance of, I think, the reality that's in front of them. Mm-hmm. That when they're younger is is um, is part and parcel of that that environment. Like, this is what has happened. This is where the meat comes from. Yep. And I think unless they're, I say polluted, but unless they've had some sort of uh, influence to cause them to think that. It is, you know, like you said, gross, disgusting or yeah. whatever, then they just accept it on face value and go, yeah. you know what? We know that in the past, dad's gone out, he's gone hunting, he's yeah. harvested an animal of some <clears throat> kind, and what we know is he's come home and we're eating it as meat. Yeah. This is just the next part of that acceptance of what, what that happens, you know? Exactly, yeah. What, what I would probably suggest, that if people are looking at trying to get their kids into it, you know, to, to begin with, um, obviously take them out so they can, you know, if especially with a rifle, you know, put them earmuffs on, whatever, just so they can get used to the loud bang to begin with, you know what I mean, and not be scared of that. Because that was one yeah. thing that I had to, um, with rabbit shooting, because we were used to go with twenty twos to begin with, you know, I'm just getting them used to me shooting a rifle around them, you know, with whatever. And then I would go up to my two two three and I'd hear how loud that is and then obviously the three oh eight. But then when I would get an animal, I wouldn't be forcing them to stand there and hold a, you know, hold the the lungs of a deer, or you know what I mean. I'm gutting it. Here, here you go. Here's the stomach contents. Put that in your hands for fun. I would never do anything <laughs> like that if they couldn't. If they if they didn't look like they were enjoying it, I wouldn't force it on them. And yeah, I think that's 100%. a big thing. Not only with kids, it could be anyone. If someone's just looking at getting into hunting and then they want to, you know, uh, be involved with it more, and they don't they don't look like they're enjoying the gutting side of it just say just go you know stand over there away and i'll just do what i've got to do over here and then you can come come back when you're ready or whatever you know and i found that was a big a big thing so as a video i did with my <coughs> daughter um her first rabbit um hunting like we shot a couple of rabbits in the morning it was was winter's morning it was just cold something to do and and um oh, my camera's just spazzed out Ooh, anyway happened, i don't know and um yeah so basically went out and then shot the rabbit and i was gutting it and she couldn't really handle it to begin with so and i just didn't Mm. didn't force it or anything and then she just um uh eventually she made her own way over when she was ready and and then you know and got used to it then she ended up carrying the rabbit all the way back to the car so so yeah i didn't force her and she just she accepted it as it was and now she just loves it you know so if anyone else is going to look at doing it just don't force them they'll eventually come into their own if they're gonna want to do it so yeah 100%. 100%. Mate, is, is, that what, is that what Scotty had to do with you? Like, you know, go stand over there. I can see you don't like cutting an animal. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, well, I learned, I learned a lot, you know, uh, on that hunting trip in, um, in uh, near Tamworth, that's for sure, you know, because I hadn't really – I'd done a lot of, like, as I said, fishing stuff, you know, and I and nothing – that was nothing new to me, gutting an, an animal or whatever, but, yeah, you know, the, yeah. a land animal is different to a sea animal, <laughs> you oh, know, so um, – but, yeah, I, I just sort of got in and got it done because it was, you know – but it's it a huge learning curve. Like, they taught me so much to do with, you know, looking at how to – as, as Scott was saying earlier, even just to taking a picture of an animal, you know, if the arrow's gone in, in in one side here or a bullet's gone in there and the exit hole's, you know, pretty bloody or whatever, just pick up a handful of dirt and rub it on it. So it just looks like, a, a you know, um, a dirty patch on the animal. It doesn't look like a bloody thing. You know, I would never have thought of that. It was those guys that taught me that. So, you know, um, yeah, it's just part of the learning curve. 
Yeah, absolutely. And look, I'll happily say myself, you know, I I think I picked up those sort of, I guess you could call them etiquettes of, <clears throat> of you know, game or, or trophy or animal presentation, you know, from, from other guys um, back in the forum days too, you know, like um, when I started that and, um, you know, putting putting stuff up on the internet, you know, I think we we're all pretty raw to it way back then mm-hmm. um, because it was it was brand new. Like, you know, what we were doing was it. And, um, and you know, those that sharing of people's uh, approaches or opinions and saying, hey, guys, you know, when I have this situation or, you know, the animal looks like this or whatever, I do this and I'll turn it this way. And if you thought, think about, you know, photographing it from there, it, it looks better mm-hmm. or different or, you know, it's more presentable or more respectful or whatever, you know, and um, that's that's something I, I really don't sort of see talked about much these days, you yeah. know, and I don't know that it sort of gets passed on as much. Yeah, I, I think at the same, as I said, I would never have even thought of that, you know, and but now it just becomes, a, you know, well, we make sure that we try and angle it better so it does look you know look good and you know not um not so much for the the content side of things we just don't want the the antis to come and use that as any weaponry you know against us and and, um let's face it things go wrong in hunting as far as where a a shot might hit or how it would land and you know they might land you know uh, on the ground with their tongue hanging out and that doesn't look doesn't look good for people but if you can angle it and make it look a bit more presentable then that's what we try to do and i'm trying to pass that same information on to my kids as well yeah, absolutely. And so, like on those lines, have have you guys, you know, through your your channel or everything, you, have you had any uh, anti hunting doozies that uh, you know have, you've had you've suffered? Oh, we've had a couple. We get um, a few, or we get criticised a little bit for not having um, kill shots. It's like, oh, you know, you've shot twenty pigs, but I only saw three get shot. And it's like, well, it's not all about catching, like you know, capturing the um the actual shot on camera for us it's more the hunt it's more taking you on that experience and on that adventure with us not i mean if we can get the shot on camera then perfect but if we can't then i mean yeah that's just how it is um but we've had yeah people you know with death threats and i've had mm-hmm. just yeah death threats on um just normal social media anyway just on pictures that i've posted up or i've liked somebody's you know somebody shot a I don't know, like a impala antelope or something in Africa and on one of the places that I had hunted over there and mm. said, oh, yeah, awesome job, you know, good-looking buck sort of thing. And someone's like, oh, you know, your head would look better on the wall. I hope your family's, you know, raped and oh, murdered. Yeah. And, and yeah, like, yeah. they just go off. Like, they're just extremists, unfortunately. It, yeah. yeah, so we have it had blows, a few comments it, like it, that, that on they, YouTube. They want, to, they want to condone killing humans. But they don't condone yeah. killing an animal. That that absolutely it dead said every time I see anything like that, it blows my mind. Like oh, I know. You're I know. you're so much better than me because you don't condone killing animals, but you want to murder someone. You know, yeah. like I know. <laughs> yeah. So we have yeah. had a few random comments like that on YouTube. I mean, we just ignore them. We look at them and like, oh, yeah, okay, whatever. Just some uneducated idiot that yeah wants to, you know, be a keyboard warrior. So he just block them and move on type of thing so try not to let it get to you too much Uh, absolutely yeah and you know um we've we've all been in the in the past time long enough and and exposed to bits and pieces on social media long enough now that we know that that just is the reality of the way you deal with those people just um check that box move on you know like engaging is pointless um and and realistically Stuff like that only shows how small-minded they are. And, and I, I spoke on, on the last episode with Jay, you know, the same sort of thing. And, um, you know, he, um, you know, basically, you know, the, the fact that there's so much else in the world now that you go back 20 years ago was not acceptable, but people have come around and just go, okay, well, you know, I, I hate the, I hate the saying, you know, you do you. But, mm-hmm. you know, with a whole lot of stuff, if it's if it's not – you know, directly harming somebody else, then that's, it's a true saying. It's a fair saying. It's just a reasonable saying, but yep. it seems that there's a whole lot of forced tolerance with a whole lot of other stuff in the, in the world at the moment. But we sort of seem to be, it seems to be okay to, to, you know, um, target us for participating in ethical, humane, legal pastimes. And, and I just call out that bullshit every time it's rubbish. Yeah. I know. Yeah. You know? yeah, unfortunately, society's just yeah getting worse in that regard. And uh, there endeth part one of episode four of the Hunting Republic podcast. Unfortunately, uh, we had a 
gremlin creep into our recording at this point in time and um yeah we uh, we lost jamie he uh it disappeared into the nether nether uh we could hear him but uh just for whatever reason was not being recorded so um yeah look unfortunately uh or fortunately <laughs> as it turns out um we um we uh continue we actually chatted for another good hour or so but um we were unawares that we'd had this this gremlin crop up so um the conversation was good and, and we actually thoroughly enjoyed it but um we were missing one third of the crew so um that's where we've sort of pulled up stumps for this portion of this episode but uh never fear uh, we will have the boys back on um so if you uh again if you haven't uh come across the urban to outland boys scotty and jamie uh have a look at their youtube channel urban to outland that's uh with a letter to urban u r b a n to and outland and they are also on facebook and youtube uh they put out some really good quality content and um certainly worth uh worth your while checking out having a look uh, a couple of top lads uh giving it a crack and um bring you along for the ride so Yes, uh, look them up and um, sit back and enjoy some some quality content from them. So we hope you enjoyed this uh, this episode, um, even though we we had to cut it short. Um, but um, as I said, we're definitely looking forward to bringing you part two of this episode later on down the track. I uh, I'm wrapping this up right now at eleven fifty eight on. Uh, Wednesday the 20th of the 9th, because on uh, Wednesday the 21st, I'm actually flying out to Canada and uh, leaving uh, for that flight. Uh, and the wee, wee early hours, I should be up at about um, about 3, 4 o'clock. So I'm wrapping this up here. I'm saying uh, farewell for now for this episode, and I'm looking forward to bringing you some from... Uh, on the road, let's just say. Got a few things that uh, that are going to be in the pipeline, and um, I hope you all tune in. So hit that subscribe button, uh, like, follow, share, do all those things to uh, help get word out about the Hunting Republic podcast, and um, stay keen, stay safe, and um, please stay in touch. All right. Thanks again. See ya. Thanks for tuning in to the Hunting Republic podcast. Catch you later.